back with another episode of the MLS Aces podcast. This is your host, Tom Sweezy. And this week, I am joined by a uh, a player guest. I always like having players on the podcast give a little different viewpoint than my dumb brain talking about soccer. We have the goalkeeper for the Tampa Bay Rowdies in the USL Championship, an absolute stud in net. This year, he had eight shutouts and 19 games played in a crazy, crazy 2020 COVID-filled season. Evan Loro, Evan, how are you, man? Good, man. What what an introduction that was. I'm going <laughs> to flip that. <laughs> I'll clip it for you. I'll send it over. No worries. <laughs> I, I appreciate you coming on. I always also appreciate like a New Jersey guy. I'm from New York. So it's like I always feel like there's a little bit of like, you know, like welcome home on, on that side of things. Yeah, yeah. You get it. You get it. Even though you're from New York, you, you get it a little bit. At least. Exactly. I'm moving to Jersey soon anyway. So I'm folding. I'm going to the to the worst side of the of the two states, you know. Smart guy. <laughs> well, I like I said, I appreciate you coming on. We're gonna talk, you know, a little bit about you. Um, not too much about you, so it's an excuse for you to come back on again. But <laughs> I talk a little bit about some MLS Cup stuff, and you know, preview that, and have a little bit of a, a player perspective on on that side of things. So I kind of want to start off, you know, talking about you, talking about your situation with with the Rowdies and kind of your career so far, and. I mean, you were in a situation a few weeks ago where you were preparing yourself mentally and physically for, for a final, right? You were heading to go face uh, Phoenix Rising, or I guess you were they were coming to you guys at home to face Phoenix Rising for the USL Championship final. Um, for anyone listening who may not be aware of the situation, the USL Championship final had to get canceled just due to um, COVID-19 positive cases, and USL decided to cancel that whole situation, uh, that whole game, so... First, Evan, kind of walk us through like how that situation, how the news got broken to you guys, and kind of like what the vibe was around the locker room. Oh man, this 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 pisses me off to this day. Um, but but uh, yeah, I mean, we were you know normal kind of week building up, and you know it was I the, I think the final was supposed to be played on a Sunday, so you know we had training Saturday morning, and you know we came in and. Um, I guess, you know, we got the news that, you know, some guys, I guess, felt sick or something like that. So they, they ended up getting tested and, and we were getting tested at least twice a week throughout, you know, the whole year um, and all that. But I, I guess some guys, you know, felt some symptoms. So they they uh, went and got tested and, you know, they some of them came back positive. So just immediately you know, everything kind of, yeah, everything, you know, just Im- immediately shut down, um, you know, uh, the president of the league, cause you know, we were in St. Pete and the league office is not too, too far away. Um, you know, came down and, you know, we immediately started rapid testing everybody and kind of figuring out, you know, what the possibilities were. Um, and us, our player reps, uh, Phoenix player reps, the league, uh, I guess, had some meetings and tried to um find some possibility of maybe entertaining how we could work around this and play um and then you know throughout the next couple days um obviously we found out the next day you know would have been the final and that was canceled from then um and we had a couple more positives pop after that too so we were kind of just waiting for everything to kind of stabilize and then by then i think you know the timing was was a little weird in terms of, you know, the whole contract situation with some players and in, is you know, that being a problem in our league. Um, 
in terms of dates with things ending. You know, the international break was coming through. So um, we got the news. I guess it, w- it would have been it was Sunday night. Um, so, yeah, it was pretty, pretty devastating. Honestly, um, we were, you know, obviously looking forward to it. Um, it was a big moment for, you know, our organization. And, you know, I think the league in general with it being on ESPN um, would have brought a lot of exposure. But, yeah, it was, it was a real gut punch, honestly. Um, to, like I said, to this day, still still irritates me how everything, you know, it ended up getting canceled no. and stuff like that. But, you know, it, it was difficult for sure. I mean, I'm sure, like, to be flat out honest, like, I'm sure that fucking sucks. Like, I'm sure at the end of the day, it's just honestly probably one of the worst feelings. Like, you guys busted your ass for for how long dealing with all these different rules and restrictions going into, like, local, you know, markets just to play your games and a playoffs. And you guys did honestly so well. And you have so much talent on that rowdy side. And, you know, at the end of the day, I'm sure that sucks. But... If I could get, you know, maybe to see what your opinion is leaning one way or the other, would you guys have taken home home the uh, 2020 USL championship final? Um, I mean, honestly, I, me personally, I don't want to win like that. Yeah. Um, and I know it was a little, it was a little weird with with Phoenix and, you know, the whole San Diego situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that was discussed. Um based off I, I know how they did the league one kind of thing where it was based off of most points throughout the the year but they would they had i think it was like one more point than us which they tried to forfeit earlier in the year um because it was that whole you know san diego situation yeah um so i i don't think anybody wanted that because you know they obviously tried to you know forfeit those points and then if not counting those points, then we would have more points. So it was just a whole big sticky situation. Um, do I wish we we could have found a, a way to play the game, maybe delayed it a little bit or something like that? Yeah, that would have been ideal for in in my opinion. But you know, I don't know the ins and outs and all the little workings that you know the league and you know the front offices have to kind of deal with. So. No, exactly. I mean, look, you guys are are reloading again for next year. I know I already saw Forrest and I saw Aaron Guillen already locked up, you know, for next season that playing in front of you. I'm sure that's uh, that's a pretty good feeling right now. So, you know, obviously we're wishing you the best next season and kind of hoping you guys can get a chance at another final because after the season you guys had this year, completely, completely deserve it and all the credit and all the praise you guys are getting for sure right now. But um. We're seeing USL Championship grow in, in a very positive way, right? And you've been a part of USL even before I, it was the championship and League One. You know, you've been a part of this league for a while now, and you're seeing, you know, not just you, everyone is seeing the opportunities that some goalkeepers are getting leaving the championship, going up to MLS, and kind of like examples of John McCarthy starting the uh, MLS playoff game for Inter Miami. You know, you saw you saw years ago, a few years ago, Zach Steffen going from the Riverhounds up to the Columbus Crew. Now he's over playing in, a, you know, a Champions League game today um, yeah. for Man City. You see Orange County. They just sold Aaron Cervantes to, to Rangers and that kind of deal that they have. Um, when you're looking at your career within the next few years, the next few seasons coming up, 
is your mindset like, okay, like I want to get an opportunity overseas. I wanted to get my shot again at major league soccer, or are you just kind of like a player that's focused on the now? Um, yeah, I think uh, I'm a pretty forward thinker. Um, you know, I, after, you know, leaving Red Bull last year, um, you know, I made the decision to go to Tampa Bay, just, you know, I, I signed a one year deal. Um, so currently I, I guess technically a free agent at this point. Um, so, you know, I, I knew Tampa was going to be the, the best place for me, you know, given their track record with, you know, like you said, like the Johnny McCarthy and the Daniel Vega, who's, who's in the league too, you know, the, the, the Rowdies have a really good track record with, you know, bringing keepers up. And, you know, I think, uh, the Rowdies are a really respected organization within, you know, American soccer and, and not just, Amer- you know, in the U.S., but overseas, too. There's there's a lot of, you know, I think Joe Cole coming over and did, did a lot to help that, too. Um, but in, in terms for me, yeah, I think my my goal is and always has been like I'm a pretty competitive guy. So I want to test myself at the highest level possible, What whatever that is for me. And, you know, that's you know, I can't really control that. All I can, you know, control is working hard and what somebody sees in me. If they think I can make it, then, you know, that's, you know, what I want to do. I want to challenge myself as much as possible. And, and that comes with reaching the highest level possible, if that makes sense. No, that makes complete sense. And I mean, I apologize on my end, you know, obviously USL contracts, they're, they're a tough thing to, uh, to no, see. And obviously, fun. you know, you being a free agent, is how is the free agent market right now being being a, a free aging you know soccer player in general like i'm sure covid is throwing some kind of wrinkles into that whole effect uh yeah, yeah. uh it's definitely um uh extreme kind of year in terms of covid and all that stuff but mm. you know uh i i've spoken you know i'm not opposed to going back to tampa bay i had a really good experience in tampa um you know, with the fans, even though it was as little as we could have in the stadium this year, but yeah. you know, the the front office and you know the coaching staff treated me very well. So, you know, maybe we can we can kind of get something done there. Um, you know, I've spoken to Neil and and Lee Cohen in the front office, so you know, there's definitely open dialogue there. But you know, and and, and you know, I told them last year that they know that my goal is to, like I said challenge myself at the highest level possible and they've been more than you know supportive in in me trying to uh to reach those goals um but yeah this <laughs> this year in terms of a free market uh free agent market is kind of you, every day something different <laughs> um so i i guess i could let you know in about a month <laughs> but uh well i'm yeah. looking forward to to seeing that news you know i I'm, I'm a fan already and uh you know I'm, I'm excited to see where you go man and you know not everyone grabs a goalkeeper jersey but i got two i need to grab now i gotta grab you and i gotta grab um wow i can't think of it i zach stefan i just said him a few minutes ago i, I gotta always grab him, zach stefan i love you know the us mnt starter but i gotta grab you now too so I, i'm excited to see where you're going man um i'll, I'll take that pairing <laughs> i love it i love it um now let's kind of transition over into obviously this weekend we have the mls cup final right mm-hmm. biggest game in in you know u.s soccer overall and it, it's going to be a fun one and you have a former teammate of yours potentially starting um potentially playing obviously due to covid we'll we'll see um but derek etienne jr has been an absolute force 
for uh, for the Columbus all season long, leaving Red Bull similar to what you did and kind of finding his home, his niche spot with the Columbus crew right now. Derek Etienne Jr., obviously a guy with a big personality. We see it all over social media and everything like that. You know, you shared a locker room with him for a few years between Red Bull and Red Bull 2. What's he like and what does he bring to to Columbus? Yeah, I mean, you know, like you said, I, I, I'm even, I was in the academy with Derek, so I've known Derek since I was about 13. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, you know, you know, like you said, he's, he's got a big personality, but, you know, he backs it up and. You know, I'm, I'm so happy for him that he, he's found a place where, you know, he can kind of thrive and, and reach that, you know, potential that everyone's always saw, uh, seen in Derek. You know, he was, you know, kind of the, the, the big name coming up through the academy and stuff like that with all of us. And, you know, just obviously super, super happy for him um, to get this chance. But, yeah, obviously, you know, due to COVID, like, you know, who knows? Um, I've spoken to him a couple of times before, um, all that. Uh, this year and and you know he's just motivated as ever I, I I think you can ask any player that leaves one team and goes to a new one all you know it's kind of like uh you know it's just gonna sound super cheesy but <laughs> it's uh like a revenge tour kind of thing um so I, I'm definitely happy for him and all of his success um I think I think if he plays which I have no idea um you know I think he's gonna have a real point to prove and and, you know, I think he's going to seize that seize that opportunity and, and make the most out of that moment for sure. How much does he love or hate the nickname the Haitian Messi? Because I feel like everyone throws that around on social media for him. And I just feel like he's, he's he either like completely embraces it or like he hates it. No, he definitely loves it. I because, <laughs> you know, you're fair to Messi. Like, come on. <laughs> um, Derek's Derek's really good. Don't get me wrong, but he's not messy yet at least got it. um got it but yeah yeah it's a it's a cool little i mean listen if i had one of those i'd, I'd rep it hey you're like the uh the jersey terstegen you know yeah oh, there you go <laughs> love it um all right cool so like i said you know like a few minutes ago you were a player who was getting yourself mentally and physically prepared for a final right mm-hmm. these players right now leading into saturday night's game what it, where is their mindset at? Because I always, obviously, like, I'm not a professional soccer player. I don't know where their head's at, how they're getting themselves physically and mentally prepared. Obviously, you don't know some of these guys' personal routines. But where were you at, you know, just a few weeks ago trying to get yourself prepared for a final? And what, you know, do you feel like some of these players are kind of sharing in that? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I think, honestly, the biggest thing, at least for me, which I'm sure most of them can relate, is just treat it as business as usual. Because... You know, obviously it's it's a big moment, but you don't want to end up having the moment, you know, be too big for you, if that makes sense. Where, you know, I when I was leading up to to the USL Cup final, I didn't really change anything because at the end of the day, like it's a game, you know, it doesn't matter. Obviously, there's a little more at stake, but mm-hmm. it's, it's a game final league uh, league game. You should just treat it the same because if you treat everything the same, almost nothing should change mentally and the moment won't get too big for you. And you can kind of just focus on, you know, doing what you do, which I mean, like you said, I don't, I don't know most of those guys. The only one I know is, is Derek and uh, Jordan Hamilton. But uh, yeah, I, I can imagine most of those guys and are for both teams are just kind of treating it business as usual. And, and, you know, when the lights come on, you know, you, you, yeah, you get that little 
sense in your in your in, in your gut where okay this is a little more but you know i think that only drives you forward well you know that's actually a really good point so you have a guy who you know again due to covid we don't know what's going to be happening on saturday but you have a guy in andrew tarbell right he who has replaced Eloy Ruman for the crew, has come up and has had two straight shutouts for the crew, leading them, helping lead them to this to this MLS Cup final. Now, whether Eloy Room is healthy from COVID and whether he can play due to COVID or not, I think it's a real big, you know, question to me is do you start Andrew Tarbell? Because he's looked good, he's had shutouts, whatever it may be. He's going up against a goalkeeper in Stefan Fry, who, you know, He's used to this moment, right? He maybe won't have those same nervous tingles because he's been there before. He's been an MLS Cup, you know, MVP. Like, he's been around the block. Right now, like, do you think that maybe, like, a guy like Andrew Tarbell has a little bit of a disadvantage because of that? Or is it, like, you know, first-time jitters kind of give you that positive energy, too? Uh, yeah, honestly, I, I think it depends on the on the kind of player that uh, Andrew Tarbell is. I, I don't know him personally, so I can't tell you from experience. But what I do know is, you know, it takes a special kind of person to, especially in MLS, to be to be a backup goalkeeper. And mm-hmm. you know, from, you know, probably thinking he's not going to touch the field for for the rest of the year to being thrust into like two of the most pressures, you know, situation games of probably his career. Um, I think is not easy and you know I'll all credit to him for taking advantage of it um, obviously th- this is a little you know weird with COVID and you know will Eloy room play or not but you know who knows but if I'm Andrew Tarbell I'm just doing what the same thing that I've been doing these past two games and you know balling out so um, uh, yeah a little intimidating looking at Stefan Fry probably a legend of well, he is a legend of MLS, and he's going to go down as one of the best keepers, I think, in league history at, at this point. And I mean, he's just building on his resume uh, at this point. So, I, I, but you know, I think if if Andrew gets the call, I think he'll be you know ready because he, he's at this point he's done it twice already. So, yeah. No, I mean that, that that's a very fair point. And kind of going on to your your point of like a legend of Major League Soccer. When you were with the Red Bull organization, you had a chance to, to learn from one of the legends of MLS and Luis Robles, right? You were you were training with him, around him, also training with Ryan Miera, who who in his own right is a very, very good keeper. Um, how does that transition for you? And I know we're kind of jumping around a little bit here, but just this was a, it just popped in my head. How does this transition for you from like you were a guy learning from from Luis and Ryan and you leave the Red Bull organization and you go to the Tampa Bay Rowdies where like you're the dude right away. Like, how is that transition for you? Um, yeah, it's, it's it's different for sure. Not going to lie. It's pretty cool kind of being the man every once in a while. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I, I was super fortunate even even before I was on the first team where, you know, I was in the academy. I was training. I remember there was times I was home from school and they just had me in every day in the summer. So you know, I got I got the privilege to to learn from both those guys at a at a super young age, and you know, like you said, Luis is also you know legend of the league. Um, I, you know, most consecutive games played um, ever. Uh, so, also got to take away too. That's not an easy situation for Ryan. You know, to yeah. you know a lot of credit to him because you know he sat there for three hundred and. 90 whatever whatever it was 184 games whatever it is and you know still he's super super nice person i don't know if you know ryan but he's the man 
um, you know, came every day, worked his butt off and, and, you know, it's showing now that he's getting his chance and, and yeah, they were both very influential for me in my career. Um, you know, I still talk to both of them. Um, you know, both of them will text me if they, you know, see, see something from a game or something like that. And, you know, vice versa, I'll text them, but yeah, you know, going, going from that where I'm kind of just, you know, I, I, like, like you said, I'm from Jersey, so I, I have a bit of a personality as well. Uh, um, but, you know, kind of having to subdue that a little bit and just be open to just being a sponge and just kind of listening to those guys and taking in as much information as possible. Then going to, you know, the Tampa Bay where, you know, last year I was the guy. And, you know, I think watching how those guys, you know, carried themselves every day, playing or not, you know, kind of just really helped me to just go in with a really level head. You know, I, I don't get too... You know, I had a college coach who used to say this to me, but um, at Michigan, and he's like, you know, don't get too high by the highs, but don't get too low by the lows. Um, so that really kept my head on straight. And, you know, I, I'm still pretty young. I'm 24. And, you know, I had keepers in Tampa that were older than me, too. But, you know, I would try to help them as much as I can without, you know, being the young kid like, hey, you should do this and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, it was it was really cool learning from those two guys for sure. Well, I mean, look, I'm happy we get a little bit of an Italian Jersey personality going down to Florida and, and showing it off a little bit now that he's the dude. So I, I, that, that, that's very, very cool to hear. Um, but kind of jumping back to to this MLS Cup final and really just two more questions based on it. Looking at, at the defenses for for both of these squads, right? As a goalkeeper, I always feel like I'm sure, and tell me if I'm wrong, but I'm sure it's like really nice to have like a really good defense put in front of you. And fortunately, both of these teams have very good defenses put in front of them, right? Yeah. When you're looking at a guy like, you know, Jonathan Mensah or even, you know, a guy like Shane O'Neill, who's been around the block in Major League Soccer and is having a very, very good 2020 season, you know, what's the benefit of really like having like a strong center back or a strong fullbacks put in front of you every single day? Because you also had that in, in Tampa Bay this past season. Yeah. I, I think it's super important. I think, you know, if, if you, if you would have asked me about two weeks ago, if you would have told me these two teams were in the final, who I thought <laughs> was going to win, I, I'd, uh, I'd probably tell you something different, but uh, you know, I think, Jonathan Mensa, I what was he best eleven? I think or defender of the year. One of those things, you know. As, as as a goalkeeper, I see that I'm like, all right, you know, respect. Um, <laughs> it gives you, it gives you that little bit of trust for sure. Um, but yeah, same with O'Neill on the other side. I, I you know, like you said, he's been around the block, so he's seen a lot of things. So you can also you know kind of tap into that and and, and trust him with that. But I mean, I, I'm sure you watched the the conference finals and. Whew. Seattle is. Uh, <laughs> uh, if you would, like I said, if you would ask me, I, I would say Columbus, hundred percent, just on, on the year that they've had and were able to put uh, what Caleb Porter was, was able to put together down there. But man, coming back two zero eighty fifth fourth minute, you know, yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a pretty good high to ride into a final. I mean, I, I'm gonna ask you. This is the this is the, the big final question, right? And I have to record, obviously, my full podcast with with my other co-hosts, and you know, get my answer out there. But where are you leaning? Are you leaning those Sounders that just came back just a week ago? Or are you leaning the crew who have just been dominant? You know, I feel like every single week. Man, that's a tough one. I I 
I think with Seattle, like I mean, like we've said, like they've they've been there so many, so many times in the past couple of years, and you know maybe you know they're used to the moment and things like that. But I, I don't know. Just just for my guy Derek, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to say Columbus. I, I respect I, it. I think they're they're gonna be the underdog in this situation, and you know the the you know possible last you know I guess home game or championship game in in Matt Free Stadium I think is gonna you know give those guys a lot of emotions um I think Caleb Porter's really good at you know firing his guys up and you know I think I think they're gonna be up for it I think they're gonna I think they're gonna shock a lot of people I mean so Derek Etienne he's raised a uh, USL cup now let's have him raise an MLS cup right this is this is what we're aiming for for our guy Derek I mean, I could look like a complete bozo, and get <laughs> whomped like three zero. But I mean, I I think they'll do it. No, it's it's gonna be a good game no matter what. This is this is a tough pick, you know. In recent seasons, like you maybe have had some easier games to pick, but but this is gonna be this is gonna be a really really tough game. It's gonna be a good game. I'm I'm excited to watch. I have one last question for you, Evan, and I appreciate your time. Like I said in the beginning of this interview, I'm moving to Jersey come January, so I'm moving to Jersey very, very soon. Do I call it a pork roll or do I call it Taylor Ham? You call it a pork roll. Pork roll. Okay. I I, I gotta learn. Okay. Like I'm 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 moving from New York to Jersey. I gotta learn. I'm you know it, it's all new to me. I'm I'm scared. No pork roll, <laughs> mozzarella, gabagool. <laughs> uh, don't you dare ever go to a chain for a sandwich. No, no, no. Go to a deli. Of course. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm from Long Island. At least I got, I got delis down. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. So you should be good. But yeah, if you stick to those, I, I, you're all right in my book. All right, cool. <laughs> awesome. Well, I appreciate it, Evan. Um, thank you for coming on. Thanks for talking a little bit about your career and MLS Cup. And, you know, I'm excited to have you back on in the future. Excited to see where uh, your career unfolds in front of you, too. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. Um, thanks for having me on, man. Appreciate it. All right.